this is Lissa and Jerry Lee. Welcome to Experience Eden, This Side of Heaven. We hope this conversation will speak to your heart and inspire joy. Welcome back to Experience Eden on This Side of Heaven. Today, we want to talk about deliverance. So this is a topic that's not really talked about in the church. So we thought it was really important to address it. You know, deliverance is to be set free from evil spirits and from the bondage that Satan wants to place on us. And Mm -hmm. we think it's a really important topic um, to discuss. You know, even Jesus talks about it and how we should pray to our Father. In um, Matthew 6, 9 through 13, he says... Then this is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth, even as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. So he even says it at the very end, to deliver us from evil. And as we always do definitions, (laughs) deliverance means the action of being rescued or set free. Um, So to really understand deliverance and what it's about, we wanted to discuss spiritual warfare. That's what deliverance is. You know, it's taking away the kingdom of darkness and replacing it with the kingdom of light. Amen. Amen. And, and in researching this, so full disclosure, I really didn't know a lot about deliverance. Um, and that's kind of indicative of the fact that it's really not discussed, not Mm -hmm. in church bodies or in church services. I was amazed to find out that there are some churches that actually do this like as a ministry. Yes. Uh, and very intentional, like on a regular basis. And so doing a little research for this podcast, I was really surprised to even hear that. And then it kind of struck me as like, wow, why, why didn't I ever hear of this? Or why isn't there more of a focus on this? Because, you know, in the Lord's Prayer, when Jesus is instructing us how to pray, clearly he was intentional mm-hmm. and he was deliberate and there are no frivolous words in there. So clearly when he's giving this instruction uh, to place those words in there to deliver us from evil is obviously significant. And somehow we've either forgotten about it or... Um, the acknowledgement of evil mm-hmm. and the acknowledgement of spiritual warfare for a lot of people is really scary and really intimidating. And uh, it's the kind of bury your head in the sand thing. Like, well, if I don't acknowledge it, it's not real. Um, and I and I think we would be doing ourselves a, a huge disservice um, to not acknowledge what spiritual warfare is. And not for the purposes of fear. We're not going to fear monger. That's not what we're trying to do. It's for informational purposes. And when you know better, you can do better. Exactly. Um, and so I was fascinated when Lissa brought this uh, to me because uh, I didn't know much about it. And um, she's the resident expert, not me. <laughs> and uh, I was just so excited to learn more because when we talk about spiritual warfare and the acknowledgement of it and what that exactly means, um, you realize that you have a choice. And this is what you said so eloquently is we have, we have a choice to ignore spiritual warfare or to engage in it. Absolutely. Exactly. And, and when you hear about like, well, to engage in warfare, it just sounds so cataclysmic and so violent. And that's not what it is either. The engagement is spiritual warfare is equipping yourself with spiritual and heavenly weapons against it. 
And so that's the thing. It's not for the purposes of saying, okay, well, we're just being attacked and we can't do anything about it. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. I think ignoring it is the worst thing you could do yeah. because it doesn't mean that it's not real or it's not there. So just ignoring it prolongs the problem. You mm -hmm. know, deliverance is able to set you free. God wants to set us free. Mm -hmm. He doesn't want us to live in bondage. He doesn't want us to have these things over our head where mm -hmm. Satan is making us believe, no, this is just the way you are. You exactly. know, it is just who you are. God doesn't want you to be free. God wants you to live like this. This is just how life is. Mm -hmm. That's what religion says. You know, you're just going to live this way. And then one day you'll be set free and you'll go to heaven and have peace. Like, no, God wants peace for us today. Mm -hmm. And he wants to deliver deliverance for us today. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, that's the whole reason right there in a nutshell is the whole reason why we started doing this is because yes, we want to work towards salvation. Yes, the goal throughout our lives is sanctification and to be conformed into the image of Jesus. Why? Because God wants us to experience heaven on this side of our life, not after we pass away from this life. And so it's important to recognize that God wants us to live abundantly. Um, and to do that, we have to acknowledge there's a lot of things, you know, even, you know, as you grow up, even let's say pick an arbitrary topic like parenting. How often do we parent and say, well, that's how I was raised. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or you get into a certain family stride or a family rhythm and you go, well, that's just the way it's always been. It doesn't mean it's good. <laughs> you mm -hmm. know what I mean? So when it comes to um, spiritual warfare and acknowledgement of evil, of strongholds, of spiritual warfare being related to generational curses, generational sin. Mm -hmm. You know, me right now at 43, what is in my life today that's negatively affecting me that I did to me 20 years ago? Exactly. And so we don't think about things mm -hmm. like that. And there are spiritual ramifications to our conduct and there is spiritual and, and spiritual warfare ramifications to the way we've behaved, to the way people behave toward us, to generational things. And so it, it's really, and again, and I, and I love that you said this, this does not absolve us of bad behavior. Yeah. We don't just get to now go, well, it's a generational curse. Yeah, <laughs> you know? exactly. We have to acknowledge the existence of these problems. Then we need to assume responsibility over them. And then we need to take back control from Satan because he is powerless unless we partner with him. Absolutely. So we need to choose to engage and partner with Jesus in, in the sense of deliverance and choosing holiness and righteousness. Yeah, exactly. And Jesus gives us the power to do this. He gives us the power to be delivered mm -hmm. from, you know, the forces of the enemy. And just like you said, just because you become a Christian, that doesn't mean that you're freed from all the things you did in your past. That doesn't mean that you're freed from the generational curses. Just because you become a Christian doesn't mean you're automatically just set free, free from these things. Mm -hmm. You still have things to deal with from your past that you may, you know, need to address, just like you said. Mm -hmm and then get delivered from it. Yeah, exactly. And I think the good starting point again uh, is to recognize it and then also to talk about the spiritual warfare aspect. And so we we actually did a podcast on this. Please check it out if you haven't heard it already. Um, but I'm just going to read Ephesians 6, 10 through 18, uh, just as a baseline for anybody who hasn't heard it before. So Ephesians 6, 10 through 18, finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. 
In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the Spirit and on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. So it's so powerful. It gives you a full toolbox. Yeah, literally a suit of Exactly, exactly. And it's fascinating to me because even for me, I have read that literally hundreds of times in my life. I have done Bible studies on the armor of God. Mm -hmm. I've done so much study and intentional time in this particular passage. And I think sometimes either you haven't heard it so you don't know, or sometimes you've heard it so many times it almost loses its weight or mm-hmm. its, its impact. Yes. When you realize how significant it is. Look at the tools he's talking about. Truth, mm-hmm. righteousness, salvation, mm-hmm. the gospel, the sword of the spirit, yeah. which is the word of God, the shield of faith. Be faithful and pray. Mm-hmm. Speak out loud what you need, what you want. Because yes, God knows our thoughts. We don't say things out loud just to give God our secrets. He yes. knows. But it's for us to engage. Mm-hmm. It goes back to that word engage. This is an engagement where we need to take up the responsibility and be active and take action against the evil. Yeah, exactly. And it, Jesus, there's so much power in that name. Like Amen. it says the sword of the spirit is our words. We speak life and death with our words. And demons mm-hmm. tremble at the sound of Jesus's name yeah. and we that we hear songs about it and stuff but how much are we actually using that mm-hmm. you know against the enemy Amen. when God literally laid out the tools we need to fight against the enemy mm-hmm. and as it just like it says we don't wrestle against flesh and blood it's not the people who we should be fighting it's the spirits behind them Amen. that are animating mm-hmm. them to do these things Amen yeah and so we don't really realize um like you said, a lot of the words we use, especially in conflict, mm-hmm. right? And the, and when we are hyper emotional or being hypersensitive in the moment, and it's not, I'm not saying it's not justified. You can be as emotional as you want, but it's how you respond to those emotions that can be negative or, or positive, can mm-hmm. be good or evil. Um, and so I did a little bit of research and was looking at, and it's so interesting. I found an article on Christian, uh, Christianity.com. And again, it's not, it's not Bible doctrine, but it's commentary. Um, it just says the Bible tells us to be watchful and to guard our hearts against the iniquity of sin. Evil can only enter us when we allow it to live in our hearts. Mm. In other words, the devil has no power unless we allow him to have power over us. Mm-hmm. And I and I put this in here. This is not from the next part. Is um, the devil may whisper lies to us, but they're powerless unless we believe them. Exactly right. So the devil might whisper to somebody, you know what, your spouse doesn't appreciate you, and. John Doe or Susie Q in the other cubicle, they get me, they understand me, Mm -hmm. they they would treat me better. The enemy will lie to you and manipulate you and tell you things to destroy you. But none of that matters if you don't act on it. Exactly. And so this is why, like, Satan is powerless. He's not going to make us do things. Mm -hmm. But he can make us want to do things with temptation and enticement. And uh, when we fail and refuse to act on the lies of the enemy, we render him powerless. Mm -hmm. That should make us feel powerful. Yeah. You know, and and, uh, Greg Laurie, I was listening to him yesterday in one of his sermons, and I just love the way he says this. He always talks about these things and about how the enemy is trying to utilize uh, any tactics to make you to make you fail. And the thing is, if you just ignore him, God gives you a way out of temptation. It's as simple as not talking to Susie Q or Jane Doe at the other cubicle. Yep. It's as simple as completely disregarding it, the Mm -hmm. lies that he whispers to you. And the thing is, it's often triggered on emotion. 
And oftentimes when, when our guards are down and when we're sad or depressed or disappointed or frustrated, that's when he starts whispering all the lies to us. When our guard is down and when we have a primal need that is we need met, whether we need to feel safe, secure, loved, known, seen, exactly. When we yeah, when we feel like, oh, I need I need to be seen, I need to be heard, that's when the enemy will prey on us. Exactly. And that's why it's also so important to stay in the word and to have that spiritual discernment mm-hmm. to be like, no, those are not my thoughts. Like, mm-hmm. no, I'm not going to act on it. Like I may be really mad in this instance and yeah, Susie Q, you know, does this and this, that my d- wife doesn't, she can feel that 20% mm-hmm. that my wife can't fulfill, mm-hmm. but she doesn't have the other 80%. And that's yeah. why the enemy just it makes things so enticing for you because exactly what that little percentage you don't have, he's throwing it in your face to see if you'll take the bait but right. we have the power not to take the bait we have the power to know whose we are and how to fight against him mm-hmm. and that's simply self-control yeah. sometimes fruit you of know the spirit. exactly mm-hmm. fruits of the spirit mm-hmm. and you know sometimes it's recognizing those things that we do struggle against whether it's like anger bitterness rage all these different things those are demonic forces that mm-hmm. are at work in our life and it that's the most important thing is to take away that pride and really Mm -hmm. recognize what forces are in your life. Lord knows I had 50 plus (laughs) spirits in my life, especially Mm -hmm. from my past that I need deliverance from. And I can't Mm -hmm. tell you how much more peace I have once those things got out of me. And I'm like, whoa, I thought it was just me. Right, right. And and the thing is too, there's people, there's human beings that we encounter throughout our life, whether it be romantic interests, parents, friends, coworkers, whatever. And they will echo the lies of the enemy. Mm-hmm. That's another tactic yes. that he uses. So we think, okay, well, we're thinking this in our mind. And then, you know, my ex-husband said the same thing to me. So I must be bad. I must be evil. Mm-hmm. And so we, we have this like cosigner of lies in uh, other people that the enemy uses to really break us down. And so it's important to get out of your head and to look to God. And that is in the, in the spiritual warfare armor. Um, that is the truth mm-hmm. and the gospel. See what God says about that. See what God says about you. There's nothing that can separate you from God. And it's important to always redirect back to the God, back to the word of God and to God himself and what he says about you. And, you know, one thing I want to be sure to say, and it's something that I've noticed kind of recently in my life, is that, uh, again, I love the Word of the Lord. Mm-hmm. I love fellowship. I love Bible study. And in the interest of consuming the Bible, right, and reading it and understanding it, sometimes, like, in that pursuit of knowledge, you miss the point. These words are intentional. Is divinely inspired. Almost anything you want to talk about has some reference in the Bible, Mm. you know, and so sometimes we try to figure things out on our own. We should always go to the Bible and go to God. Um, Just on this topic, we found some really cool um, verses that echo this throughout the Bible. It's not just one passage. So we just read Ephesians. Uh, Another one is 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5. For though we walk in the flesh, we are not waging war again according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. I mean, that almost echoes exactly in Ephesians. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1 Peter 5, 8, be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. I mean, we talked about, okay, how did we introduce evil into our lives? 
be sober minded. Mm-hmm. I mean, that can be a direct reference to drugs and alcohol, right? Um, but also to be sober minded is to be without, um, without bad influence, mm-hmm. uh, without, without inaccuracies, without lies. You know, you want to be sober minded, meaning focus on facts, focus on truth, be literally sober. Mm-hmm. For a lot of people, some people can't have any kind of mind altering thing at all. Yep. Because that is a major gateway for the enemy. Think about alcohol. They call it wine and spirits. Mm-hmm. Why do they call it wine and spirits? <laughs> Years ago, they thought drunken people would have a, at least a momentary, um, demonic possession because their behavior would be so counter to who they were sober. Absolutely. And so they call it wine and spirits because mm-hmm. it was just people seemed possessed and crazy when they were inebriated. So, um, you know, you think about all the ways that we've introduced at least an opportunity mm-hmm. or opened a door or a gateway for evil to come into our lives. Absolutely. And it's not, sometimes it's not even doors that we open. We have generational curses, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes families suffer from alcoholism Mm -hmm. and it's not even your fault. It could be your ancestors fault that Mm -hmm. you have these, you know, you're battling all these different strongholds and these different types of things, but it's still Mm -hmm. in our power to break those things. It's still up to you to recognize those different forces in your life so that you can break them. Amen. And that goes back to the whole thing of like, that's the way it's always been. Yeah. No, you break it with you it exactly ends with you exactly um because yes. once you know better you do better exactly and then you don't have to pass that down to your kids yeah. you know there's a lot of things that you know my fiance has broken and i've broken in our lives that we've seen trend from families to families i mean even doctors recognize generational curses like oh you've always had a long history of diabetes you know mm-hmm. have you have you had cancer in your family line you know mm-hmm. going down like even doctors recognize these generational things being passed down like so why doesn't the church like why would we just be like nope this is just how it is you know Mm -hmm. we all we suffer from alcoholism it's just in my family it just runs in our family Mm -hmm. well i think oftentimes we as human beings we want to justify bad behavior we want Mm -hmm. an out yeah so we don't want to not behave badly we want to behave badly and have it condoned Mm -hmm. and you know a lot of people don't realize um the negative impact that certain things have and who's watching you know i don't want to pass things on to my son Mm -hmm. certainly and so sometimes when you put it in that perspective it's like well, you know, I can be self-destructive and I can be destructive in general or I can be hurtful, but I don't want to pass that on to my child. Yeah. And so sometimes you have to get out of yourself to mm-hmm. see the impact that it has both generationally and just even in your home. Yeah. And so sometimes it's really good to take that perspective uh, and recognize the damage that's being done. And, you know, every bad choice, every sinful choice has a ripple effect. Yes. You can lie to yourself and say it doesn't. But every, you know, people always say like a victimless crime or, you know, I'm just hurting myself. No. There's a ripple effect because if like if I'm just hurt if I'm getting drunk every night and I'm just I think oh, I'm just hurting myself no yeah I'm taking time away from my family my child is going to see me like that you know it's not everything you do every evil choice you make has it has a repercussion that doesn't just impact you it's much bigger than that yeah absolutely mm-hmm. and you know deliverance is you know this is the ministry of jesus this Mm -hmm. is the ministry of the kingdom jesus casted out demons from people he set people free because of their faith this is absolutely for the believers you know Mm -hmm. to set us free from the things that satan Mm -hmm. is doing jesus did it yeah exactly and what's interesting is like so when you started telling me about it i realized like there's an actual deliverance ministry Mm mm-hmm like I, I had to, you know, thank God for Google, but I had to like really research it and kind of go into it, you know, and, yeah. and it was really interesting. Like it's not specifically mentioned in the Bible. 
But, you know, neither is, there's a lot of ministries that we do that are not necessarily named and labeled. Uh, an important caution for the Bible is it was written thousands of years ago. So it's not going to have the same language that we use today, even with the translations. Um, there are things designed and created now in terms of inventions and stuff that didn't exist at that time. Mm -hmm. So clearly it's not going to be in there. Um, but the prophecies are real. Yeah. And they can, they can be backed up even scientifically. Um, but... I, I was interested because even though it doesn't detail and doesn't talk about deliverance ministry, it details accounts of Jesus doing exactly that. Mm -hmm. And um, and so I was really interested, like when you think about deliverance, a lot of people are like, well, what does that mean? It just means breaking generational curses, generational sin. And then when you kind of think about, well, I'm casting out demons and, and, and breaking the bond of a demonic force or a demon or a generational curse or something like that. And it's almost like immediately your brain goes to like the visual of like circa 1973, the exorcist, a yeah. young priest and an old priest, <laughs> right? <laughs> and everybody thinks it's the holy water and the crucifix and all of these different things. And it sounds very theatrical. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think that is kind of what turns people off from investigating it a little further because it's not that actually. Mm -hmm. And so I want to caution people like deliverance is not um, exorcism. Yeah. And it's not exercising a demon possessed person. Um, and so it's, it's, the lifestyle choices uh, and the consequences of the lifestyle choices of you and your ancestors. Mm -hmm. And the fact that the devil is lurking around and prowling around wanting to devour you. And if he can get you to partner with him and you can do all the, like the hard, the hard work, the heavy lifting, and you can make all the bad choices and all he's got to do is whisper in your ear. His job is done. It's so easy. Uh, that's so true. <laughs> it really is. And yeah. it's like, the truth of matters is you're filled with something, yeah. you know, you're filled with the Holy Spirit or you're filled with, you know, a lot of demonic attachments and strongholds mm -hmm. and different things like that. Not because you even necessarily wanted to or you knew that you were opening doors for um, Satan to work. Right. But if you partner with him and you let this keep happening, then you're just allowing him to do that. So it's up to us and it's the ministry of the kingdom to be set free. There's so much power in being delivered from Satan. You're literally removing Satan's kingdom from your life and establishing God's kingdom in your life. It's, it's so powerful. It's such a powerful thing to be set free. It's a powerful thing to see someone who suffered from depression, who's thinking about suicide and then seeing them set free from that. And they no longer have those, you know, thoughts mm -hmm. or someone who's really sick and sick in body and cast and realizing it's a spirit of infirmity at work mm -hmm. and they're no longer hurting Wow. Like just seeing all these miracles, that really is the kingdom of God. That's the ministry of Jesus, healing the mm -hmm. sick, casting out demons, doing things like that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And it, it says, you know, the first and only sign that the kingdom of God has arrived is deliverance. In Luke eleven twenty, it says, but if I drive out demons by the finger of God, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. And in Matthew 12, 28, 28, but if it is by the spirit of God that I cast out demons, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. Amen. So deliverance is literally a ministry of interference. It disrupts the kingdom of darkness. Mm -hmm. And, you know, kind of sounds like, like what you said, what, what, what is it? It's, it's filling yourself up with Jesus. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I think that's like the first step. So like saying, okay, I believe in Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. I am a believer. I am a Christian. Um, that is the beginning of yes. the journey. 
Uh, and then it's important to fill yourself up. But here's, here's the thing. I want to be full of Jesus. I want to have biblical knowledge. I want to have emotional intelligence. I want to have all the equipment, all the tools, all the armor of God that I need to navigate life in the most righteous and holy way. I want that. Mm-hmm. But like a glass of water, if a glass of water is full and it's tainted dirty water, I can't just continue to add good water to it because it's still going to be tainted. Mm -hmm. In order to get a clean glass of water, I have to purge the bad stuff that's in there and now fill it with the good stuff. So yes, everyone can and should be a consumer of of, uh, the Bible and to go buy one, go read it, go practice it, try and become as holy and as righteous as you can through a relationship with Jesus Christ. Absolutely. But if you're trying to pour all of this righteousness and holiness and wonderful things that are God given into us and we're not purging the damaged demonic stuff, it's still there. It doesn't go anywhere. And, and yeah. God forbid it would taint the goodness that you're trying to, to absorb and to become. Mm-hmm. And so when I think like that was just the visual I got, it was like a glass of water. If it's full and full of dirty water, I can, I can pour it till it overflows. It's still going to be dirty. And so we need to get all the junk out. Yeah, I love how you put it that way. It's so true. We definitely, the first step, you know, is being a believer because Mm -hmm. deliverance is for the believer. It's not for unbelievers because then you're just going to go do the same things, fall back into your sins, and you'll get filled even worse with, you know, demons seven times wicked as is. So it's definitely for the believer. And you have to want the deliverance. You have to want to be set free. It's not just me wanting it for you. You have to want it to yourself so that you... I mean, how much more can we serve God if we're not demonized and bogged down by Satan and his kingdom? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? How much more could we be doing if we don't have the depression? We don't have this anxiety. We don't have these crazy lustful feelings all the time Mm -hmm. that we know are wrong. Because most of the time you suffer from these things, alcoholism, lust, perversion, all these things. You suffer from them, but you don't want to. You just, it's something that's just on you it's a stronghold it's something you can't necessarily control or you think you can't control right and it it feels out of control yeah you know um especially if it's something like chemical or something like that you know like let's we keep using alcoholism as an example but if it's if it's a chemical dependence it's not so much as it's not as easy as just saying okay i'm just not going to drink today Mm -hmm. so we do need to be proactive in our approach and it is tangible work yep um but it's it's such a beautiful thing and like I don't even mind, like, you know, I've always said things like, well, I want to glorify the kingdom of God, and I do. I want to grow his kingdom, and I do. I want to do all those things. But it's okay also for me to be, I'm going to use the word selfish, because I want to be better too. You know what I mean? I can't be better. And like all the things that I want to do, grow God's kingdom, glorify him, witness to others, introduce others to Jesus. I can't do that to the full efficacy of my ability if I'm so damaged and broken and and so consumed and and in a binding of evil. Yeah. So if all those things that I want to do for God, those are all great things, but I have to start with me and make sure that I purge the demons and purge all the evil in my life and all the unrighteous, unholy things that are within me so I can truly be about my father's work. Oh, it's so true. You know, it's exactly it. He And he wants us to be free. He wants that freedom for us. And I think just like you were saying earlier, like it's not necessarily detailed how to do it in mm-hmm. the Bible because they were already doing it back then. It right. was already something yeah. that was prevalent. They knew right. what they were doing. So why 
why would they detail it out for us? You know, right. because it was just already known back then. Yeah. So they didn't think to cultural, do it. Yeah. yeah, it was cultural. They're already doing it. Mm -hmm. But he did mention it, of course, because that's what they were doing. And Jesus then commissioned, you know, his disciples that they needed mm -hmm. to go out and do it. Mm -hmm. um, in Mark 16, 15 through 18, it said, And he said to them, Go into the, all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. Amen. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up serpents with their hands. And if they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. They will lay their hands on the sick and they will recover. See, we read this in modern days and we almost feel like it's like theatrical hyperbole. Mm -hmm. It's not. Jesus speaks in this way because this is reality. Yes. And and it just it seems so much bigger and so much more theatrical than what we want to really acknowledge. But that is the detriment. The the devil's hoping that we read this and go, Psh, that's ridiculous. That's mm -hmm. like I said, that's the seventies and eighties movies. Exactly. Like, it it just we he wants us to think that it's not real. Mm -hmm. He wants us to think that it's hyperbolic and silly and theatrical. Uh, and so that we don't ever even investigate it. Like I honestly, I mean, I was, I'm fascinated by the concept and the Bible details it. And so like, even in the new Testament with Jesus, specifically with Jesus, I mean, what they talk about casting demons out is so it is theatrical mm -hmm. and it was dramatic. And again, the Bible is divinely inspired for a purpose. God wouldn't put it in there if it didn't have a purpose. Mm -hmm. If it wasn't, a, if it didn't have a tangible implication on the children of God, he would have left it up. Yes. And because it's in there means that it's significant. Now, I'm not saying I'm qualified to do it. I'm not saying I fully understand it. I'm saying I'm really interested in it. And I don't want to ignore it because I'm ignorant. Yeah. And I think that's when we, we really get in trouble as Christians when we don't, when we avoid something because we don't feel confident in it or we don't feel like we truly understand it. I've said it before. I don't want to worship a God I, I understand. Mm -hmm. I want him to be beyond my comprehension. Because what I know is, has failed me plenty of times. Yeah. And what I think is, is good for me or what I think is my strength is often not the case. Yeah. I want to worship and devote my life to a God who knows better than me and far more than I can ever comprehend. Yeah, exactly. And so when things are with, with, like outside of my, my reach or my grasp intellectually, sometimes I'll stay away because I'm like, I don't want to speak on this because I don't understand it. Mm -hmm. No, that's that's not what we should do. That's counterproductive to what God wants to do within us is he wants us to tap into what we don't understand. Exactly. And I think he's definitely, you know, raising up that end time army, raising up people who want to dive deep into deliverance and speak about it because it's not spoken about that much you know, mm -hmm. in the church at all. And mm -hmm. I just want to address that, that this isn't like some special gifting. It's not one of the spiritual gifts that you have to have. Like you could, don't have to be a special priest or anything like that. This is for every single believer. You can cast out demons. You have the power within you. You have the Holy Spirit. You can do this. You just, you know, you just have to learn how. You just have to read the Bible. You have to rely on the Holy Spirit. This is the work of the Holy Spirit. So when you do deliverance, you partner with the Holy Spirit to be able to cast out these demons. But this is his ministry. This is Jesus's ministry. This is what he wants. And so us as believers, we need to start taking a stand and doing this for people. We need to start setting our people free, mm -hmm. you know, instead of seeing them so bogged mm -hmm. down, like it is 
our job to do this is our mm -hmm. job to spread the gospel to cast out demons to heal the sick this is what jesus commissioned us to do yeah and i, and I love what you said is that deliverance is a ministry of interference mm -hmm. so again a lot of, i know a lot of people listening their minds are going to go again right to that movie and wanting to see this dramatic display but what you're doing is you're interfering with evil you're disrupting darkness and mm -hmm. i love that you said that because we, it's not as dramatic as it sounds. It will have a dramatic impact on your life, mm -hmm. but it is not a theatrical display. Um, it will be very emotional, yes, because I, I for one, I want to purge all the evil in my life. Uh, I know for sure I have generational curses and sin. I have sinned a lot in my life and done some really stupid, awful things. Um, you know, not intentionally, but not being aware of the spiritual realm and the spiritual implications in, in, as my younger self. And so um, knowing this now, and I keep saying when you know better, you do better. That's not always the case. Sometimes we know better and we just keep right on sinning because it's comfortable and we've always done it that way mm -hmm. or whatever. Um, but this is this is the type of thing where once you know better, I'm challenging people to do better mm -hmm. uh, and just just investigate it and and start with the request, the Lord's prayer, deliver us from evil and addressing it, calling it out for what it is, mm -hmm. is, is a very good start. Yeah, definitely. That's definitely the first start is to really open your mind, mind to that, to not ignoring the presence of the enemy and mm -hmm. to just start standing up to him, start confronting it. And that's mm -hmm. by, you know, asking God, asking him to reveal to you what you have in your life, what mm -hmm. things that you need to be set free from. And oftentimes we know some of the things we need to be set free from and just partnering with the Holy Spirit to do the work that he will do. He wants us to be free. Mm -hmm. You know, salvation, like we think about salvation, you like just being saved from, you know, going to heaven and just being saved. But salvation is deliverance. The literal definition of salvation is preservation or deliverance <laughs> from harm, ruin, or loss. Like God wants us to be delivered from evil. He wants us to be delivered so we can have the joy that he has on our lives, that he right. wants us to live. Right. And we, we as believers, we know that salvation is something that happens after our earthly death. Okay? Mm -hmm. that, that's what happens instead of just going in the ground and that's it. There's nothing else. Um, as Christians, our salvation is our eternity in heaven. Mm -hmm. um, but and that is deliverance from sin and deliverance from, a, you know, an earthly death. Um, but God wants us to experience that before. We mm -hmm. didn't become Christians just to die and go to heaven for eternity. Yep. We became Christians to glorify him, to grow his kingdom, and to really to fight that spiritual battle against the enemy um, with the tools that he's given us and with the wisdom and the godly heavenly wisdom that we learn through all of these, all of these tactics. And the Bible studies and and just doing this little bit of research has been so eye opening to me. Um, and you talked about like you have to call it out, right? Mm -hmm. Like for me, you know, even think about like like an AA or a twelve step program of some kind uh, for any affliction. Um, what is the first thing? Acknowledge the problem. Yep. You absolutely. can't fix a problem unless you acknowledge the problem. So you can't. You can't defend yourself against evil unless you acknowledge evil. Yep. So like you said, some people know what their evil is. Mm -hmm. Some people know it's alcoholism, pornography, lust, adultery, yep. whatever the case may be. And the funny thing is, for anyone listening, you can search your heart. You don't need to go have a diagnosis. <laughs> you know what your biggest fight is, what your biggest battle yes. is today. Yeah. We have several, of course. But, yep. but today, what is my biggest battle today? What is the enemy whispering the loudest to me today that's going to disrupt, derail, or, or discourage me? 
Um, and so once you want start there, mm -hmm. start with that thing and start requesting that, that God deliver you from evil and really focus on that. Um, and because God wants that for you. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, you know, we keep our, we keep our secrets in the dark out of shame and guilt. Um, but you don't have to hide it from God. God knows it's there. He just wants you to pursue a relationship with him so that you can purge it. Uh, and I think that's the biggest problem. You know, there's a saying, I think, in like N.A. or something. And it's like, you're only as sick as your secrets or, or mm -hmm. something like that. I had a friend who went through a rehabilitation program and she told me that later. And I was like, oh, that's true. Because if, you're, if your secret is no longer a secret and it's being addressed yep. and remedied, then you're no longer sick in that area. Mm -hmm. And so you're only as sick as your secrets. Yep. And so when you think, and I'm not saying you got to go broadcast it, like tell everybody at church next yeah. week, you know, <laughs> I'm not saying that because, because everybody there is still a human being mm -hmm. and there will be, there will be repercussions and there can be judgment and there can be condemnation. I'm not saying that I'm saying that you do this in a, in a safe place with safe people. Um, and that you don't have to broadcast your deepest, darkest sin and your deepest, darkest fear or your failure or your secret. Um, that's not what I'm, su I'm suggesting. But what I'm saying is you need to acknowledge it first. Mm -hmm. And then you can take active measures to be delivered from it once you acknowledge it. God's not tapping on you to make you do something. It's a free will choice that you have to make to request and to desire to be delivered from your evil. Absolutely. And there's so much power having people... You know, you can rely on people close to you or not even just people from the church who will pray over you and help you get mm -hmm. rid of these things. Like you are not alone. We all suffer mm -hmm. from different things. I've gotten delivered plenty of times mm -hmm. and just going through, you know, mm -hmm. the weeds of what I've been through in my life, things that I've let in. And there's so much freedom. God wants freedom for us. And, you know, to help with this you can find people who would do this for you i'll do it for you hit me up like <laughs> let's go i'm yeah. ready um yeah. so there's i would highly encourage you to check out isaiah saldivar he has a deliverance map on his website uh, you can all around the world there are people wow. who you know are willing to do it and they put them on the map so you can find people close to you who will pray for you who will help you to get delivered um and mm -hmm. i just think it's so important because it's so freeing mm -hmm. and experience experiencing it myself like i want this for everybody like i will fight on your behalf hit me up yeah <laughs> well the other thing is too like when you say it you're going to have to do it multiple times maybe like you mm -hmm. said you've done it multiple times there are demons and darkness and evils that are more stubborn, that are more dug in, yeah. like like something you're dealing with, like maybe that that uh, workplace thing mm -hmm. that we've mentioned. Okay, maybe you're you're starting to desire something more with John Doe, Susie Q, whatever, um, and maybe that's occurred in the last month or so. That type of an issue is not going to be the same as seven generations of alcoholism. Yeah. Or the last 20 years you've been addicted to heroin. Yes. Or your parents cheated on each other and you cheated on your husband and now mm -hmm. you have a broken family and you're picking up the pieces after divorce. The bigger the problem, the more deliverance is going to be necessary. Absolutely. And the, you know, the, the more lineage, let's say, mm -hmm. that an evil or a demon or a curse or a sin has, the more you're going to have to work on it. And Satan would like you to think, well, you tried it once and it didn't work. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So, so certain things, and I just want to caution people like this is not a cure all fix all to everything. And it's going to work the first time and I'm good. I don't have any more standard demons. I'm glad that you said that you've done it multiple times and yeah. hopefully multiple times for different issues. Yep. And exactly. hopefully for the same issue, because if something really has its heels dug in, 
like to say, like an Alabama tick. You got it. You got to be very careful about um, thinking that it'll work the first time or thinking like, okay, I prayed this prayer and it's gone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's no shame in multiple deliverances mm -hmm. at all. There's a lot of different spirits that are work. There's some that I found out, like I'm reading tons of books. I'm like, I love this topic so much and I have just been informing myself so much. There's spirits like I wouldn't even like have thought of would be there like spirits of wildness like what is that like there's just these random things that you don't know yeah right <laughs> like seriously I'm like dang yeah i had that too and just like figuring out these different ones that are in play in your life and there's so many different ones that can enter in different ways you know i wanted to discuss that too how people become demonized but you know, you you may cast out five and then they're sneaky. Sometimes they hide. And if you don't apply enough pressure, maybe you went for an hour and you're like, "Woo!" you know, like we've mm -hmm. gone at this for so long. The person's tired. They're, you know, worn out. You just come back and do it again. Mm -hmm. There's no shame in that. Yeah. You know, there's and you don't have to just do it for six hours. And be like, We're getting everything now. You know, you could take a break and come back at it another mm -hmm. time. And especially when you start realizing like, oh, OK, maybe I do have this generational curse too like you'll start realizing different things the holy spirit will reveal to you other things that you may have missed and exactly. that's okay and the, the the objective of course is to become righteous sanctification mm -hmm. holiness all of those things are the goal but again just to go back to that analogy is that un until you are purged of the bad you cannot fill yourself up completely with the good. Yes. Right. If you're, if you still have darkness in there, the light won't be as bright. Yep. And so it's, it's just, it's just a, it's a logical thing really um, that I never looked at. It. I just thought if I get enough good stuff in there, it'll counteract it. Yeah. And it's really not how it works because yeah. it's just, you're, you're pretending the dark stuff isn't there. Um, it's like putting a bandaid on an arterial bleed. No, it's not working because I still have this darkness over here. I still have the little devil on my shoulder that's, that's whispering to me that wants to pull me off track and derail me. Exactly. And so, you know. Yeah, so we just want you to know that there is freedom for you, that Jesus wants freedom. And that's why we really wanted to discuss this topic that's really not talked about and it's a hard topic to go mm -hmm. over but it, there's so much power in it there's so much freedom that can be had for if the church would start to practice it and start to understand it mm -hmm. so next week or next episode we will be talking about how people become demonized how that happens we'll be talking about deliverance steps and how this kind of the process works just so that you guys can be more informed um and this topic excites me so i'm excited <laughs> i'm excited too i'm excited i love to learn new things yeah and so especially anything that relates to god and to holiness and righteousness i, I want to know more tell me everything yes thank you for bringing it to me of course let's, let's pray. pray heavenly father lord thank you so much for lissa Lord, thank you for her um, adventurous spirit when it comes to pursuing you and not being um, just stomped down uh, to just what's familiar. I'm glad that uh, she's pursuing this, Lord. Thank you so much for speaking to her heart for this wisdom, Lord. Uh, and I ask that uh, we as Christians not be scared of what we don't know. Uh, Lord, that we seek you, that we trust you, that we have faith in you and your holiness and that you want us to live life and live life to the full abundantly with righteousness and holiness, Lord, and that this is one of the steps that you have made. Uh, I want to say thank you so much for the blessing of your son, the model of all these behaviors, Lord. 
uh, we just ask that uh, as we pursue this theological wisdom, this biblical wisdom, uh, Lord, that you reveal the spiritual warfare to us um, and not for fear purposes, Lord, but to empower us so that we feel powerful against the schemes of the enemy. And Lord, we thank you for the tangible steps, for the armor, for the spiritual and heavenly weapons that you've given us to defeat the enemy, Lord. And just we ask that Lissa and I, our families and all those listening, Lord, that they choose today to partner with you, not to partner with the enemy, to pursue righteousness and deliverance from evil. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for joining us. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us. We hope your time with us has brought you closer to God. And makes you feel equipped, empowered, and encouraged to experience Eden on this side of heaven. To connect with us, please find us on Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube. We'd love to hear from you. Have a great day!